looking out for number one. It's if you're listening, one person's mission to force a friend to listen to all the music he avoided in high school. I'm Ramsey. Hi, Ramsey. Hello, What Heather. were you quoting? Were you quoting a thing? I was quoting a thing. I was what quoting... What were you quoting? <laughs> oh, you know. You know what I'm quoting. Tell our listeners, what were you quoting? I was quoting a song called, I think it's just called California. It's by the band Jason Schwartzman and the Phantom Planet. Ramsey, we're not talking about that show today. What? <sighs> Ramsey, we're talking about One Tree Hill today. They're the same show to me. Okay. We are going... So this is why I brought on our guest, Katie Davey, who recently, to me, coined, at least in my opinion, coined the term One Tree Hill Core as a genre of music. <laughs> I will say that it might, I might eject it from my husband. I might have. <laughs> Fine. You're, you're legally married, so legally, you share it. Yeah. Yes. Legally, it now belongs to me. Um, hello, friends. I'm so hello. pleased to be back Welcome here. back. What a delight. It's been a minute. Mm-hmm. We're recording <laughs> with you from a different coast now. Yeah, now we're, we're bi-coastal, baby. Very you know, exciting. If you're, if you're listening, has really stepped up the game here. Um, it's, a, it's an honor, truly. <laughs> you're over by the OC, if I'm not mistaken. <sighs> and we yeah. are on the coast of <laughs> One Tree Hill. <laughs> <laughs> but none of us are in North Carolina. No, which... no, no. There's probably way too much humidity down there right now, so Absolutely. I'm okay with that. Um, but yeah, Ramsey, look, you you started off on the wrong show. I don't know what to tell you, bud. Wait, wait, wait. Katie, are you more of a One Tree Hill person than an OC person? A hundred percent. Interesting. This is new. Interesting. Look, I, I feel like the journey that we are about to go on is, is going to, I'm going to bring this up a lot, but like One Tree Hill had some real important character plot points that were very similar to me as a person. Mm, and I was okay. like, this is it. This is the one. Um, so I, I feel okay. like that's just where I'm at. The OC for me had Seth Cohen more importantly than anything else. Um, but okay. So Ramsey, going to back up a little, it is hard for me to talk about One Tree Hill without talking about the OC. They premiered, a month apart. Oh, wow. The same the fall o- season. The same fall season. Yeah. The OC was on Fox. One Tree Hill was on CW. Important was it, distinction. Was it the CW by that point? I, I think it was. I think it was the WB. Oh. I don't know. But but same vibe. Yeah. CW, WB, same vibe. Um, the OC came out first. Really... I was immediately watching the OC. I don't remember if I was immediately watching One Tree Hill, but I was definitely on board very quickly. Um, Do you think the creators of One Tree Hill were like punching holes in their hats uh, angrily when the OC (laughs) took off immediately? The fuck does that phrase mean? I just invented it, but they they took off their (laughs) pork pie hats and were just like, oh! You know, there have been some pork pie hats on One Tree Hill, so it's very possible. Um, You never know. Look, I feel like, isn't... Do you also feel that every time a really like weird genre specific movie comes out, there is another very similar genre specific movie that also comes out at the same time, whether it's like two bi- like the Steve Jobs biopic sure, or sure. like Ants and the movie A Bug's Life? Like that that's a common phenomenon. So it has to yes. roll over in Wasn't there TV. two movies about magicians at the same time? Yes. Yeah, it was uh, the, the Prestige and You took the one I knew. Um <laughs> But were they actually both mentalists? 
Ooh, I wow. don't know. One of them had one of them had twins involved. Couldn't tell you which one. I believe I that one's the prestige. Were, I think they were more like actually like psych than they were actual music oh, musicians, yeah, not probably. musicians. Studio sixty and thirty rock. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Um, I'll be honest with you, Heather. I I don't know if you know this. I did not watch either One Tree Hill or The OC at the beginning of them mm. being on television. Insane. I didn't watch either of them until I was in college. So, like, 2006 onwards. So I missed the kind of, like, beginning. I knew of them, and I worked uh, in a record store when I was in high school, and something we'll talk about saw, like, the compilation CDs that came out, and were like, oh, there's really good music on these shows. Mm -hmm. Um, But I didn't watch them until I got into college. So I missed kind of, like, the big initial hullabaloo. Hullabaloo? Hmm. Yeah. Sure. I love that word. Did, Did you say what year this premiered? 2003. Um, yes, Three. both of them were okay. in 2003. Yeah. So, Ramsey, you also did some homework for this episode. I did. I did a little research today. I watched my very first episodes of One Tree Hill and The OC. I watched the pilot for both of these. I love this. Tell me your thoughts. Let me grab my notebook. You took notes? I didn't you take took notes. I didn't take a ton of notes, but I had a couple of thoughts. Uh, I'm going to start with the OC because we'll be talking less about that one. Yep. <laughs> Is that your straw? Sorry, I literally <laughs> was fidgeting with it as though we weren't recording an audio podcast. Go on. Um, I also, to be fair, my water is in an incredibly loud water bottle. Oh so, sorry, continue. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Um, I wrote down the following. Uh, welcome dot 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 bitch because that's an iconic line and it, <laughs> yes. was, it was said. <laughs> and I wrote fake nerd stolen valor. I did not appreciate that character being portrayed as unpopular. He was very attractive. Seth? Yes. Don't, he was not don't a, nerd. He's a hot nerd. He's still a nerd. He, I, I don't think he's even a nerd. I think he might be slightly Ooh. awkward. There's a whole series later where he makes a goddamn comic book. Cool. That sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Ramsey wants to be his friend. I do. Uh, also, I, I kind of want... He does sports stuff. He goes on his boat and he wants to sail away to Tahiti, I That's think. That's not sports. That's sports. I don't know. In the isn't that technically i mean i live out here rich people do like boating for fun so like it's a competitive sport yeah, he's just rowing i don't know he wasn't competing he just wanted to escape the uh, honey okay this he isn't a an OC podcast video game system inside he did not need to go on a boat <laughs> fine okay okay all right one tree hill yes, yes. the uh, real crux of this as we dive into what Oh, One Tree Hill core is today. Yes. <laughs> I'm embarrassed that this is the thing that made me reach for my notebook. But the first thing I wrote down was, I hate the sound of a chain basketball basket. <laughs> <laughs> a sound that is so repeated in this it's, show. Especially, I don't know if it's co- constant in this series, but in this episode, it was like every 15 seconds, somebody was hitting a basket outside. Okay, that's really funny. I really like the real nerds in this episode who were on the sidelines doing like fake commentary. Who were from Boy Meets World. Go on. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. Were they bullies on that show? No, no. it was Min- Minkus. Minkus. That was Minkus? Yeah. He who looked familiar. I almost was, Googled him. Oh, man. It was Minkus. I didn't know I was watching Minkus this whole I'm time. I'm sorry. The bullies? You mean Adam Scott? <laughs> oh, I forgot he was one of the bullies. You're right. Adam Scott, Ethan Suppley, and there was another one. But anyways, go on. Yeah. Okay. I have one question about the series in general for you. Yes. Continue. Okay. In the pilot, I don't know how recently you've seen it, 
Um, not recently. <laughs> I, I will tell you that I semi-start watching this show all the time at different points. But I have watched the pilot semi-recently. And then today is a little prep work for me. Or this morning I watched some random season four and five episodes because I feel like I watched those less. So. Oh, nice. Okay. So you had like an even spread yeah. of all these. Yeah. Um, I don't remember her name, but kind of gothy cheerleader girl. Peyton. Peyton. Um, in this episode, they mention her webcam and show her webcam punk and disorderly. <laughs> but it felt like a thing that they came up with in the pilot for one moment and then forgot about later. Does this ever come up again? Oh, no. Okay. It comes up a lot. It's actually one of the episodes I watched this morning in season four. It's like a plot point. I was watching an episode about the Derek storyline, Heather, uh, about it's Peyton's Derek. brother. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. so the webcam comes into play there. It comes into play, I think, until, um, spoiler alert, Ramsey, there are one Tree Hill was revolutionary because they were one of the first shows to ever do a time jump Oh, between seasons. Okay. So between seasons four and five, they jump the four years of college completely. Oh, neat. So after season four, you really don't see the webcam anymore. But while they're in high school still, the webcam is very prevalent. Which also, to be fair, is also when the show went fully fucking off the rails. <laughs> we're not talking like full Riverdale, but sure. I no. did... I did watch an episode today because I wanted to look at one of the episodes with one of the musicians we're going to talk about, and I completely forgot that Kevin Federline had a oh storyline. For- <laughs> storyline? This just episode? It was this two show episodes. had a lot of wow. wild guest stars. Yeah, there were a lot of just wild guest stars in general, but there were wild musician guest stars. Hmm. And I can't wait to tell you one of them because the joy I imagine it's going to bring to you is just... I can't. Oh, I'm excited I can't for that. wait. Well, based but, on the collaborative document that Katie and I have, it'll be the second time that this musician has come up when Ramsey and I were recording today, which is very funny. Interesting. Um, okay. We will continue to talk about the show, but I feel like we need to start to... Okay. The OC and One Tree Hill, very different vibes. Yes. You know, like, I really I think w- that... I watched 45 minutes of each. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> unfamiliar but musically because that's because we are a music podcast so one tree hill to me has i'm sorry the oc absolutely has a more california sound it sounds brighter it sounds sunnier the uh one tree hill is a more indie more not no not more indie more sad more acoustic more oh i texted katie because i was listening to the playlist more earnest Mm. it's a much more earnest sounding music i think if you're talking almost like just instruments in general one tree hill is like acoustic piano music like piano rock where the oc to me is way more guitar rock that's not not to say that there's not guitar stuff that makes me think of one tree hill but if you're looking at it from like a core perspective sonically oc is kind of like preppy guitar band kind of vibes whereas one tree hill is more like acoustic guitar sad piano like shrine to andrew mcmahon in the closet kind of vibes it kind of actually does play in a little bit to what you were saying ramsey of like the stolen nerd valor of like 
I, I, this, I texted Katie this as well this weekend is that like to me, a quintessential One Tree Hill core band is Dashboard and the OC is Death Cab, where it's like Death Cab is emo. They are indie, but they're the more mainstream version of that. They're very pop. Not that Dashboard wasn't popular, but like. No, but this more- was 2003. Yes. So it was that was. That was hands down era dashboard. That was a mark of mission of brand of scar dashboard. Before Spider Man. Right. It, before <laughs> Spider Man. And I believe if I'm not correctly, Plans was like two thousand and three era Death Cab, which was like just Peak. a different like Very a different popular radio friendly death cab, yes. Right. And so hands down was like the biggest song, but like it wasn't like you said, it wasn't Spider Man dashboard yet. I can't yes. believe that's a threshold <laughs> Spider-Man dashboard. that we're utilizing. <laughs> yes. It, One it Tree absolutely Hill is. is Brick by Ben Folds 5. The OC is One Angry Dwarf by Ben Folds 5. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know the second one as well, but I'm going to go yes yeah. to that overall. Yeah. I feel good about I'm, it. I'm with that. Here's another thing that's really great about One Tree Hill and why... Look, I think there's a lot of great music in the OC and they obviously utilize it very well. I know you guys have talked about it before. But I think One Tree Hill at its core was a show for people who loved music. I Every agree. single hmm. episode is the title of a song. Yes. Oh. Every single one. Very like, important. You know, in the, Including in the Friends, pilot? a la... Besides... Well, <laughs> maybe. No, it's... But every single episode, and there was nine seasons of this in the end. So they, you know, 20-something episodes for the majority of those seasons. It's a lot, a lot of songs. Yeah, that's um, cool. I didn't know that. I love it's one of the things I love because it's like you're looking at did I X out I'm trying to see oh I did I was like I had a bunch of the episodes up and I was just like god I haven't thought about that song in a while and it's funny because it's not frequent that the songs that are in the title are played in the episode in yeah. fact, I would I would find that to be a very rare occurrence but they worked so well with what the storyline mm. was so yeah I love that I think that that's one of my favorite things about it Ramsey, do you feel like you have a any remote understanding of the vibe we're talking I, about? I'm getting the vibe, and I think watching okay. both of the pilots back to back was really helpful too. Um, okay, what? Where? Where is One Tree Hill? North Carolina. That's why yes, you were talking about North Carolina earlier. Well, B- yeah. Wilmington. It was filmed in Wilmington. It's based upon Wilmington, but they're in Tree Hill. Okay. Um, if you went to Wilmington between the years of 2003 and like 2010, you could take like a tour, uh, a tour that I, a self-guided one I did myself. Uh, you could see the river court. Mm-hmm. You could go and see where the cafe was, which eventually became Close Over Bros. And the most important thing and something that we should absolutely talk about is that you could go see where Trick was. Now, yes. You wouldn't get this from the pilot, but later on in, I think it's the first season. No, it's the second season. Um, Peyton, the character you were talking about earlier, um, starts managing an under 18 music club oh. in, in North Carolina randomly. Sure. And it becomes a huge plot point to the show. Wait, Veronica did that in Riverdale. <laughs> <laughs> yes that is very i think veronica went a little off the rails with hers <laughs> okay um but yeah so there this also happened on the oc continue oh, wow. <laughs> it's, okay the bait shop is is inferior to trick i'm sorry I'm i agree it. no i agree with you 
Because I think Trick, uh, while the bait shop was important in the OC, I think Trick was so much more central to like the main plot points because um, Lucas is Lucas is the character played by Chad Michael Murray, one of the brothers. His mom owns it with Nathan's mom, Deb. So they like co-own it together. And then Peyton books it. And then after the time jump, she runs a record label out of it. So mm. it's like such a huge integral part and continues to sort of have like music throughout. It also allowed them to have an ass ton of special music guest stars. Yeah. Now, professionally for a job i book tours okay this is important i understand (laughs) how routing a tour works and i can absolutely guarantee you that there's no way in hell all of the musicians that were on the show were just (laughs) like this random ass town let me do this i can tell you this c or d market (laughs) yeah it is it is not even a tertiary market so far down they must have been paying an ass ton of money to get these guys in there um, and it's my favorite thing because who is routing these tours? What? Who was the promoter at this venue? Maybe they were what all were watching the doing? webcam. They were all big fans. Yeah. It's true. That, it's I true. think they actually used that as a plot point at some point. But still, even that, that's too unbelievable for me. <laughs> can't. can't. Can't get there. Um, but let me tell you, Heather and I put together a real nice gift for you. We did. Because what we could have done... <laughs> is just just pull one of the two or three soundtracks that they put out. They're not as strong, I feel, as what Katie and I put together. I see. Didn't this I happen agree. with the OC ones, too? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because, to be fair, those are like singular seasons, and we're trying to encapsulate an overall vibe of the whole series. Yes, because one tree he'll pour goes kind of almost beyond the series. It does. Now, be- before we were using this phrase, Heather and I went to Palm Springs a couple years ago. Yes, we did. And on the drive home, exclusively talked about music that stemmed from like One Tree Hill and the OC for like yes. three hours. <laughs> we went yes. super deep. We talked about a lot. So there was like a basis for this already. But I think that the 14 songs that we have here for you are a really good crash course. In- I agree. In what One Tree Hill is and One Tree Hill Core sounds like. And Did all of definitely... these... Oh, so sorry. No, no, I was going to say, there's definitely stuff in here that you've heard before, and there's probably mm, bands... Questionable. And... <laughs> I mean, I guess it depends on how good your memory is today, Ramsey. Um, we'll there's see. definitely artists that you've heard before, even yes. if you haven't heard the song. Yes. So you'll have some level of familiarity, and I think... We're going to talk about some of, like, the plot points that come with this, and we're going to talk just about some crazy-ass shit that went down on this show, because you think Riverdale is crazy. It is. Winterville never went into, like, absorbing <laughs> Super, powers. Yeah. There's but... no supernatural on One Tree Hill, but I wouldn't have put it past him if it did happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just two more I seasons think... and they would have gotten there. Yeah, right? I think we should get into it. This song you may have already encountered since you watched the pilot. So let's just start here. Let's just do it. Because you can't talk about One Tree Hill without this song. No. Did you, was this, did you hear this in the pilot? this earlier today. Okay. <laughs> I believe Why didn't they play this while he's playing basketball? Nathan's, uh, Lucas is playing basketball down the street. And he's got like the hood up or whatever. A classic look. Yep, yep. Yeah. Still uh, of, Buffalo's, of Buffalo's own Chad Michael Murray. <laughs> oh, I didn't oh. know that. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Who is this? Um, is this Lenny Kravitz? Oh, God. <laughs> it's Gavin DeGraw. Here you go. Okay. Oh. Would, would I'm this actually be not a, sure they played this chorus in the pilot. Would this be a good karaoke song? Ooh, it could be. It's funny that I wasn't that into One Tree Hill when it was on because I was very into this album. Ah, uh, this I, is coming out of my Jason Mraz phase in 2003. Which is so, a vibe. Which is oh. a vibe. <laughs> yep. So this, Gavin DeGraw, this album, Chariot, they used a lot of songs from this. I yes. don't I don't know if it was just like good timing or like the they felt like the sound like the theme song had worked over so well. But they used belief, they used crush, they used more than anyone. This song used, was famous oh before it was the theme song though, right? Um I'm gonna say it was probably simultaneous. Interesting. And Ramsey, do you know this song? I do know this song. I do remember this from the radio. Um, I don't know why I thought Gavin DeGraw was a country music star. I'm the only one Nick, not dancing to the song. Sounds right like it. I do like that you thought it was Lenny Kravitz because I understand why you. Because he's it. trying to do that. I to be fair. <laughs> uh, yeah, I 100% thought this was actually Lenny Kravitz singing. <laughs> um, I believe Gavin DeGraw comes on the show twice. He, but they're minor plot points. He doesn't have a whole ass storyline. Story mm. He plays, I think it's the last episode or the, the first episode of the last season. Instead of playing the theme song, they have him playing it with one of the characters' kids, like oh. on a piano. Interesting. Yes. Which, which show lasted longer? Sorry to talk over the breakdown. Would one Tree Hill. Hill. Okay. Uh, well, the then OC it wins. only had four seasons, and the OC and One Tree Hill had nine. Wow, nine? Yeah, crazy, nine. crazy, and it really it did really go off the rails near the end. I also, I mean, I don't know if this is a hundred percent true. I'd have to actually look up. I feel like the OC was bigger, and also the stars got significantly more famous. So I also yes. think that is pro- that shortens your series versus elongating it. You know. I don't disagree. I was going to ask because I think four seasons is what you usually sign in your contract when you sign on to a show. I figured that was probably what Well, happened. and it's also like most people could name an actor probably from the OC versus most people could probably not name an yeah. actor from One Tree Hill. Also with the OC, they killed off a major character at the end of season three. And then there are people like me who watched that and then went, no, the show is done for me. Mm. I don't need to watch the next season. Okay. Yet you continue to watch the OC that killed everyone. <laughs> so many people died on the show. It's very true. Um, okay. okay. Cue this one up, Katie. Okay. This is... I'm going to first off say that this is a cover, and we should be very honest about it. That it's, it is to Ryan me, it's Adams. now the only version that exists. <laughs> it is now the only version that exists because it is a cover of a Ryan Adams song. Oh, okay. This is When the Stars Go Blue by Tyler Hilton and Bethany <sighs> Joy Lenz, also known in the One Tree Hill universe as Chris Keller and Haley James Scott. Oh my God, Chris Keller? I love Chris, Chris Keller. Keller. So, um, Haley James Scott, you probably met in the first episode. Yes. She's Lucas's best friend, kind of like the nerdy tutor girl. Um, very like, you know, just kind of everyday girl next door kind of okay. vibe. I think I got her. Um, she has an absolutely unhinged storyline where <laughs> she starts to tutor Lucas's brother, Nathan, who's the basketball star. 
and then gets married to him at 17 while they're still in high school. Whoa. And then stumbles her way into a recording contract and what? goes on tour her senior year. And her and Nathan have like a breakup and Nathan's like out here trying to play professional basketball. So uh, throughout the course of this show- This show is so crazy. <laughs> before they are 18, she has already been on tour. They have already almost gotten divorced. And then she gets knocked up her senior year of high school. It's wild. Wow. But she meets this guy, Chris Keller, who's a local musician in Tree Hill, who's going on tour, who's played by Tyler Hilton who was a musician at the time. Yes. Um, who had fair basic notoriety. Yeah. Um, guitar player, you know, kind of acoustic stuff that was happening in 2004. And then this is, this cover when the stars go blue was like a plot point that they recorded yes. together. And Nathan thought that she was going to get with Chris Keller. Uh, well, cause she, cause she was gonna. <laughs> it was a drama. She was gonna. Um, but I will tell you, I liked this version better than the Ryan Adams version always. Well, and now it's the only yeah. version, so that's great. Yeah. I, I mean, options, I... She options up there, and it sounds so good. Yeah. Ugh, I love this song. I don't um, think I know this original. Yeah, I would be too. surprised if you did. <laughs> um... It's great because um, Bethany Joy, uh, Haley James Scott, um, has other songs that are utilized throughout the show. And it's a crime because she does this amazing song called Halo um, at Trick as like a screw you, Nathan, you're being a shitty husband kind of plot point. Yes. And it's not on streaming services anymore. Oh. But I, will, I was like re-watching the YouTube video over and over because it's just such a good like female screw you anthem hmm. big yeah. fan so Big okay fan. this next one we have done this album on the podcast i also just recently saw jack or well andrew mcmahon um this one to me is a little like this one is to me extremely definitively one tree one hill court not oc but it's also extremely california which yeah. is very confusing um i think to me it's the earnestness a number one the song was on one tree or yeah on one tree hill but also like there's just an earnestness to jack's mannequin yeah of course so this is the mixtape by jack's mannequin i believe is it mixtape or is it dark blue that they actually filmed it on set at one tree hill oh god i don't know but one of them yes you're right yeah like that's he plays like a um I think he plays like a charity show on One Tree Hill and like that sounds does like right. a whole concert for them, um, which is great. But this is just like, <laughs> it's just like Andrew McMahon lyrics are very like hard on your sleeve, like the themes aren't buried. It just, what you see is what you get in a way that I personally love. His show was delightful. His daughter came out and sang a song with him. Hmm. Um, but... This is just like iconically One Tree Hill to me. Do you remember this album at all, Ramsey? I remember the album. I don't remember the specific song. Yeah. I remember liking this album. Uh, yes. I'm, this lyrically, too, is just kind of like, like I'm writing you a symphony of sound. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure I wrote that on a pair of Converse in 2005. Like, <laughs> oh, peak away message. <laughs> peak. All right, I'm going to skip to the next one because we've done this one. 
Okay, so I did, so the show I went to was Andrew McMahon and Dashboard, which, all bangers, start to finish. Perfect show. I almost pissed my pants because there was no good song to go to the bathroom during. Yes, I can. This? Cool. Yes. Um, yeah, like, this show is so good. But also, it's that same earnestness, which is why it went together so well. This is the third Dashboard album? Fourth. I it's fourth. I want to say it's fourth because it was... Um, the one before this was A Mark and Mission of Brand Oh, I forgot that. And then and it was then, before that it was Places, and then it was... Um, places You've Come to Fear the Most, and then the Swiss Army Romance. Swiss so Army, yeah. yeah. This was fourth. all Dusk and Summer. So this was yes. actually 2007. And I low-key... This is one of my favorite Dashboard albums. This is actually very funny. There are two album slash songs on this playlist that inspired the same tattoo that I had. Really? So Dusk and Summer had the Dashboard album Dusk and Summer. Uh, I forget what song. Uh, had a lyric, Skylines and Stars, Steeplechases and Bars that I really loved. <laughs> and then there's a song that we'll get to later that the album cover inspired the artwork that I then later uh. got of a skyline tattoo, which no longer exists on my body. <laughs> but I mean, I guess it still exists. It's just under another tattoo. Yeah. Hiding gently. Yeah. And the current tattoo says, welcome to the OC, bitch. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I picked my team yep. incorrectly. <laughs> but literally the album art that inspired it was ingrained in my brain from the end of One Tree Hill because they would have I don't know if you watch shows that had this friends but the end of these shows they would be like featured on this episode and show the album and the songs that were on yeah, the episode. they would do when it was like still on like TV they would do like the album like recaps at the end which I miss and I feel like they should do more of Yeah, now. that's that's pretty cool. I like that on not not getting any money but on Amazon Prime if you pause it it will tell you the song that's playing but Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, here's my question, Ramsey. How do you feel about the big oh-yo-yos happening right Love now? Love them. Love them. Uh, big fan? I, this would be Ramsey's favorite Dashboard album, to be fair, because it's the most big poppy one, I, I would say. I wouldn't have recognized this as Dashboard. There's no kiss still lingering on anyone's lips here. <laughs> no, there literally is. <laughs> this also, you know what? We talked a lot of big game about post um pre and post spider-man mm. this was this was the album that the spider-man song came on this is the beginning of the spider-man was, this is the, yes this is the beginning of this is when one tree hill became spider-man but was uh, that released as a single but was vindicated released as a single first and then they put it on this album because it came out next i think that the answer to that should be done when you inevitably do this album yeah i think that's fair. i think we did so you did just summer Mm. No. Who's who's to say? Sometimes we, sometimes Ramsey and I start recording an album, and I realize we've already yeah. done it partway through. Certainly not the people who well. have been on the show, every episode of the show. <laughs> yeah, you think, think we know? I don't think years, we have done this you know, one either. Yeah. Okay. Well, if we haven't, <laughs> I'm putting it on the list. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure we've done it's it. Possible. Please hold. Uh, yeah. I think that this is this is a really great one. I think this is really representative of like later One Tree Hill more than anything, where it's just very like 
more maybe pop sensibility, but still like very a big notes, big earnest, like big feels. You big feels is just kind of like the <laughs> undercore. You just introduced a brand new genre, One Tree Hill Core, and now you're telling me there's different facets, <laughs> of, like different <laughs> subsects of One Tree Hill Core. Yeah, it goes by there season is, though. Yeah, why? Because why would it be simple? <laughs> Nothing about okay. it is. Simple. Also, we've never done this album, so we're gonna do this album. Um, okay. Look for that. So okay, so this is Get Up Kids. You've okay. heard them, Ramsey. I've heard them. This song is overdue, which I think may be my favorite Get Up Kids song. Is this on a wire? I believe so. Yeah. We have done this album. Can confirm. Um, this is I'm your going- favorite Get Up Kids song. It is. I think it might be because this was like my intro to them. Well, I also think On A Wire is deeply underrated. So I am not mad at that. So yeah, this is, yeah, this is On A Wire, which came out in 2002. Hmm. This song is included on the official One Tree Hill, like first, like kind of compilation album they did. Um, there's a couple of songs that we have that are on this, but this I think is a really good one. I'm trying to remember what episode this was on. I mean, On a Wire also has one of my low-key favorites, which is Campfire Kansas, so. It's a good album. Um. It really is. I think we can talk a little Ah, bit about. Sorry, it also has Hannah Hold On. That album is so good. (laughs) I wish I remember how I felt. I think the Get Up Kids, the Get Up Kids I think are really representative of, like, Peyton as a character. I, I agree. definitely think that there are some bands that represent characters better than other ones. Um, yes. And I think that... Is Peyton, Peyton the one whose mom is Moira Kelly from The West Wing? No. Okay. That is... Um, that's Nathan. Oh, I'm sorry. That's Lucas. Okay. But I... Well, first time I watched... Wow, you asked the right person that. <laughs> the first time I this is also a West Wing podcast <laughs> with the three of us. <laughs> God, whatever did happen to her? They just took she her just off disappeared. the first she, season. She showed up just in North Carolina, is I think what happened. I, honestly, yeah. She moved to North Carolina mm-hmm. and had a kid no one knew about. Yeah. Josh Lyman is crushed somewhere in the same <laughs> yeah. universe. It worked out for him. Um, but Peyton is... I think the reason I loved Wintry Hill so much is because of Peyton. Because she was like... 100%. gnarly cheerleader, but she had all these records and had like... She would have a podcast now. Like Peyton would absolutely yes. have a podcast in this current day and age. She was the one with the um, the camera, and she's the one. In fact, the line. this might be her podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> this premise. It's very true. Um, and then in the time jump between seasons four and five, Peyton goes to LA to work at a record label, and she finds out that major record labels are. Uh, a scam and no one has heart and no one loves music and she comes back to Tree Hill and starts her own record label I think part- which of course is successful because Absolutely. why wouldn't it's it be? It's a major music market so she's got all the bases covered. <laughs> yeah, I will say I, I think I got Peyton confused when you brought, brought her up initially is because all of the music that plays in her car in the pilot is super aggressive. Yes. That's a lie because she doesn't listen to aggressive music. The pilot, I think, led you astray with that. Okay. She listens to this shit. They were, they were working out the kinks. <laughs> yes, they were. 100%. But now that we moved into this next song, which is... Ugh, just such a good song. It's everything I once had by the honorary title. I love Jared Gorbel so much. <laughs> I think the honorary title, again, just feels inherently like... 
living on a coastal eastern seaboard town with like a fall leather jacket vibe like you're in love with your best friend's boyfriend like i don't know what yes. about it mm. there's <laughs> there's a yes. line actually in this song in particular that talks about like the bar on first avenue we went there for you so you could flirt with my best friend and i'm always just kind of like god damn <laughs> Like just you went, like you just went there. It's a lot of so details feels, in one line, right? Yeah. I think sonically too, we talk about Jared Gorbel's voice. You talk about the there's depth to it. The instrumentation behind it is like very layered, and there's that Here it like. Is. Oh no, this is the Valentine's Day lyric. Just cat, just yes. kidding. <laughs> I love this album so much. This Help me on the subway. I don't think I've ever heard of this band. The honorary title? Really? Yeah. I've debated doing it a bunch of times. I just re-added it to the list to make sure <laughs> they, I get to it. They have two, I would say two records that were like pretty Agreed. quietly influential in the later 2000s. Um, they were on Doghouse Records. Yeah. And um, I actually entered a Doghouse after this record came out. And a couple years ago, went to like a 10 year anniversary show where they played with Limbeck. Oh. And it was, and that's another band that was on Limbeck. the label. Limbeck OC. Limbeck is OC. Limbeck is absolutely <laughs> OC. <clears throat> um, but it was just so, so good to like hear these songs again and like listen to this stuff. There's just something. The honorary title also reminds me a lot of Nightmare of You. And I don't know if it's just the vocal tonality of it. But I think Nightmare of You would probably be a One Tree Hill band. Oh wait, it's this. Yeah. Or, yeah. And then George, Jared Gorbel briefly dated Kelly Osborne. Oh. Sure. I remember her. That trash. She was around back then. <laughs> yeah, that's peak, at yeah. peak time, right? Yeah. It might have been after peak, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can't wait until we talk about dating storylines later in this playlist. Well, and then Jared Gorbel later had a band with um, What's-His-Face from Rilo Kiley. Um, yes. Oh, speaking of bullies yeah, from Boy Meets I, World, Blake Sennett. That's who I thought you were going to speaking say. Yes. Rilo Kiley. That was the one I couldn't pull was Blake Sennett. Rilo I got Riley, there. the OC. Yes. I, yeah. I, I barely Rilo know yeah. this thing, but I do agree with that. Yes. yes. In Just deeply, inherently, the OC. They like, you, there are some bands on here that feel California, but you can't, Rilo Kylie cannot belong to Winter Hill. No. No I'm way. I'm really excited about this next song. Okay, me too. <laughs> I, I, I um, I'm excited. Okay, so this is Matt Nathanson, Come On, Get Higher. Um, I, I had such, I had such a Matt Nathanson phase in college. I saw Matt Nathanson so many times in Rochester. So many times. I'm going to say something. Up until Please this point, do. Up until this point in the playlist, I think we have talked about a lot of these bands having a One Tree Hill vibe. Having like, you know, this, this belongs to One Tree Hill. Yes. But when we're talking about the One Tree Hill core, like the yes. genre of music that I don't even know if this show, song was ever on the show. But it's this is this. of the era. This feels almost yes. like a cause and effect. Like yes. One Tree Hill happens and you got Come On Got Higher by Matt Nathanson. Ugh. And it's like, listen to this chorus. You ready? Yep. Oh, I remember this. Right? 
Yes. Oh, it was wow. like a little, it was a little more pop. So it was a little bit more palatable for like it's the general like, public. Yeah, it's like singer songwriter, yeah. but poppy. I'm gonna say almost like, a country I was vibe. Say there's, there's a dash of country in here, yeah. Absolutely, a dash of maybe alt country, I would call it. This is not my favorite Matt Nathanson song, but it's undeniably good. Like, yeah. Oh my god, I really loved Matt Nathanson so much. He's got a lot of first names. <laughs> Matt True. Nathanson, yeah, yeah. I definitely, yeah. I it's just catchy. He had some it's, other catchy songs. He past did this, but I also got him on TikTok recently. But also. <laughs> Part of the, I think what I really loved about him, which Ramsey, you'll know from doing nearly 300 episodes of the podcast with me, songs are very lyrically dense. Yes. Lots of lyrics. So I love that. Drown uh, me in love. Nothing. What we haven't talked about yet is that Lucas, the guy who was living on the wrong side of the tracks yep. and becomes one of the basketball players. I don't know. I don't know if it happens in the pilot, but a lot of the One Tree Hill episodes start or end with like a literary quote from like a, uh, like yes. a speaker. Or because something. he was a jock, but he read. Yes. Yeah, because he was a writer, and it was technically at least the first couple of seasons were from Lucas's point of view. It was like Lucas's story. Okay. And so I think that the lyrically dense, like the really specific lyric stuff, always comes back to One Tree Hill because like. In addition to having that music core, there was also like, oh, look at this really attractive boy who reads. When did we do the time jump? Of course he's a successful novelist. <laughs> he's written a novel about all of his friends from home. Oh, of course. So, you know, and, you know, he's fallen in love with his editor, and then he sees Peyton again, and it's a whole thing. One of his, in the Spoilers, pilot. if anyone hasn't seen <laughs> oh, it. Oh, yeah, sorry. I guess. <laughs> in the pilot, one of his basketball friends... Uh, Skills? Yes. Says, like, what are you reading? Uh, can you quote it to me? Because I read vicariously through you. And I thought that was stupid. <laughs> it is stupid. You're not I wrong. I love it. I love it. Um, guess what? I love this song. I know this song, and I love what? this song. I listen to this in college Dan all the time. Horses. Yeah. Band of Horses, The Funeral. Yeah. What an incredible song. God, this song was a real moment in college for most people our age, I think. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. This album came out in 2006 on Sub Pop. So, I mean, right there. Yep. Sub Pop. This was the same era when I was very into the national. I actually, that that, I'm sense. still in that era, to be fair. Say, have you exited <laughs> yeah. that, that? No. It's the most dad thing about me, how much I love the national. I can play this oh. on the accordion. Oh my god. <laughs> I so, demand it. <laughs> Katie, what about what about this is One Tree Hill to you? Because I think this one is a little divergent from the other ones we've listened to. Because Ramsey knows it. Yeah. <laughs> no. I this I think was used in an episode. Yeah. Um and I think because of that it is a little bit more like woven into a storyline for me. Yeah. I don't know if I can pick it out. I can yeah. probably Google it, but you don't this, need to. I, I'm no. trying to give it more of a vibe of check for Ramsey. It's definitely this one and then the band that we're playing after. Um, I think are really just kind of more storyline specific to me. Yeah. And as opposed to being like the core spiral sound. I think there's a lot of more Matt Nathanson-esque artists that we could have included, like 
Josh Kelly yeah. or Ron Pope or Matt Clooney. Yes. Um, but I think that just the overall feel. The overall feel is is just what what we're talking about. So yeah, I uh, kind of separate from the OC. Uh, nope, the One Tree Hillness of this song. Uh, the the moment where it gets to every moment I'll be waiting for the funeral, and that moment when the guitars first kick in, it gets two awesome like yes moments in the song. I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. I'm sorry to skip ahead when you're enjoying when you actually like the song it's Ramsey because I know it's so no, rare on this podcast. But what is yeah. your familiarity with Not a Surf? I feel like this has come up for us recently in life, not on this podcast. Yes, uh, I know them just as a name. I don't really know okay. the music. Yes, that's what it was. So this is the other like this is the album artwork that inspired oh. a tattoo I got. It is a uh, skyline. Uh, I know you can't see my screen right now, Ramsey, but. Um, the album, the, also the title of this album is so good. The weight is a gift. Ugh. The weight is a gift. I love this I album. Just... Like I knew not a surf before this album, but this album really was like a moment for me. And I just really love not a surf. This was and I like five. Yes, this came out on Barsuk, which is um yes. what da- what Death Cab was releasing records on at the time. Yeah. So. Which is very, I, you know, it is very possible they used a good amount of Not A Surf in the OC as well. Hmm. Because I yeah. think it is applicable for both. I actually but, do as well. But there's, again, you know, it's like, oh, yeah. I also have had the pleasure of meeting Matthew Cos, lead singer of Not A Surf, a couple of times. One time I sat with him, we were with a mutual friend, while I was watching Kevin Devine and Andy Hall do an acoustic show at a hotel pool at South by Southwest, which was a truly wow. transcendent experience in my life. <laughs> it was a lot of things at lot. once that, that made me extremely yeah. happy. Yeah. Oh. And he's a the kindest human. That was as loaded a sentence. I worked a on sentence. a couple of radio things. Yeah, that was a loaded sentence. That, that was as like loaded as it could get. Going to a, a bar Sorry. on First Avenue to uh, flirt with my best friend. <laughs> I mean... I don't name drop a lot on this show. I actually try to avoid actively saying my famous friends. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? We love you for it. Because so. uh, it feels gross. Also, he's not my friend. I just truly close, had... Close personal friend, yep. Matthew. Not my close personal <laughs> right. friend. Not my close personal friend. A person um, I have met twice and who was very kind to me both times. I was saying to Marty well, the other day. Sometimes it's all you need. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh! <laughs> out of here. <laughs> Oh, I am also very excited for the next song. Let's I get there. Feel like this. Here we go. Song. Let's just let the intro play for a second. If Ramsey doesn't know that, I don't know this one. Ramsey, I can't tell this one though. Katie, I gotta say this one, which later seasons of One Tree Hill verged on this. This song is also a little Grey's Anatomy core to me. Yes. Uh. I will. I will say that this is. Um, Boston by Augustana. There's no way Ramsey knows any of those words. Well, he probably knows the city of Boston. I know the city of Boston. I know that Augustana is the band. (laughs) Yes. Um, I would say, yeah, this probably, this is a little later One Tree Hill. This is early Grey's Anatomy. Not quite the fray, but not quite like... Yes. Yes. It felt like you would. It was big when we were in college. I think also being people who grew up in a place where Boston was like an achievable city to yes. like drive to, mm. um, 
you know, known group of people who love a location-based song, <laughs> um, this was really good because I could just, you know, I had friends in Boston. It was where I would go on spring breaks. They'd be like, oh, I think I'll go to Boston. Like, I think I'll start a new life. Like, oh, I just got to get, you know, I hooked up with this guy and it was really bad. I got to get out of college town for a minute. Yes. Let me just go to Boston. Like, it felt tangible. And I guess maybe that's such a such a strong part of all of these songs is that they felt tangible and that's what i think i really liked about one tree hill is that as absurd as some of the shit got Haley james scott i'm looking at you i can't believe you went on tour and got married at 17 um <laughs> yeah. like everything felt tangible like these feelings and these emotions were, were really real to me at yes. that point um you don't know me and you don't even care just like, it's the I earnestness. Think. Like, that's the word I keep coming back to with One Tree Hill. Yeah. I mean, skipping ahead. I also feel like certain... This is Jimmy World. We've done this, this album. This is Paul Simon. Go ahead. I, <laughs> I do think there are Jimmy World songs that could be on the OC. Yeah. But I think at their core, Jimmy World is a One Tree Hill band. Particularly goodbye, this song. Goodbye, Scary Harbor is Scarry OC. Harbor. I... Great, perfect. I think that's a, a great song. Assertion for and I and I respect it and I stand by it. <laughs> Ramsey, after the two episodes that you have watched of these respective shows, yes. which did you enjoy more? I, you couldn't have set me up better. Here was my main takeaway of these two shows. I feel like with the OC, I got a much better idea of what the show was going forward. Like, I, sure. I immediately understood the dynamic. I think because we stay with that one character through the whole thing also. Whereas with yeah. One Tree Hill, by the end of it... That one character, Ryan Atwood, go right. on. <laughs> Thank you for the name. Native of Chino, California. <laughs> yep. It's in the song. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, with One Tree Hill, it kept jumping around to other characters. Yes. And also a lot of adults. And I was just having a hard time at, at different points. To f- there are a lot of adults in One Tree Hill. You're and not wrong. You know what's crazy? In the pilot of One Tree Hill, you haven't even met Brooke yet. And Brooke is such a crucial character for the rest of she's the She's not in the pilot? I don't know she's who that is. She's not in the pilot. Yeah. Yeah. She's not in the pilot. Wait, this also though, speaking of adults on One Tree Hill... Katie, please tell Ramsey who uh, Haley James Scott's father is. Remember how we were like, Haley James Scott goes on tour, gets married. Can't believe her parents said that she can get married at 17. Do you know yep. who her parents were? Do you know who her dad was? Huey Lewis. What? Ramsey. Her dad was played by Huey Lewis. And for why? And for why? That's... I don't understand. Does he act? No, when he's... <laughs> I think One Tree Hill he did. Okay. In in the movie Duets, apparently. Stop bringing there that up. There have been a couple of occasions where I have started, to, like I said, I've started to rewatch the show. And my husband, Adam, who's, who's been on the show before, who you guys both know, um, sat down with me and we watched an episode. just on the show in the background. Huey, he yeah. had Huey Lewis as Haley's dad on. And Adam watches the whole episode and then stops and turns to me and goes, was that Huey Lewis? <laughs> Sans the news? <laughs> but speaking of famous people on One Tree Hill. Yes. The song currently playing right now is I've Got a Dark Alley. Ugh, wow, hold on. I'm sorry. i got to rewind that. Uh, I've Got a Dark Alley and a Bad Idea that says you should shut your mouth, which is by a band called Fall Out Boy on okay. an album called From Under the Cork Tree. Now. Remember when we were like, there were bands playing One Tree Hill or Tree Hill that should not have been <laughs> yes. routing there? Yep. 
Fall, Fall Out Boy at this time is one of them. Fall Out Boy at the peak of their existence <laughs> played played the club trick. And wouldn't you know it, Ramsey, he thought Peyton was pretty Uh-oh. cute. So they make it a storyline. Wow. They make Peyton date Pete Wentz <laughs> from Fallout Boy. He comes back for a handful of episodes, and I sent Heather a screenshot before. <laughs> yeah. They go like to like a cabin somewhere, and the running joke of the episode is that Peyton's like, Pete from Fall Out Boy is coming, and everyone's like, yeah, sure, Pete, whatever, Pete from Fall Out Boy is not coming. And they all wake up in the morning, and Pete from Fall Out Boy is making pancakes in the kitchen. <laughs> Insane. I couldn't tell you why this happened. Do you, but I, don't, in, I don't know if you know have this level of depth of insight. Do you know if they, if he did an episode and then was like, do you want to come back and do more, or did they know it from the beginning? I don't know. Uh, that's fascinating. Uh, but I will tell you, in that episode, which is his final episode on the show... He says the line, a hot girl quotes me to me. Is it wrong if that turns me on? At this point, Pete is easily, easily in his late 20s, and he's saying this to a 17-year-old. Yeah. Yikes bikes. Gross. Oh, this line, though. You're just hopeless enough. A classic fallout boy lyric. A classic fallout boy lyric. Have you guys done right. from under the court? We have. Yes. Okay. Yep. Um, all right. Next up. So the last two, we're in the final two songs of this playlist. Both were actors on the show. Oh, okay. I don't know how to feel about that. Unless it's Huey okay, Lewis. well. Not Huey, Huey Lewis. Lewis has no performances. Oh, he did not, he did not I wish. trick. His routing did not allow for it. Um, this is Kate Vogel. The, uh, the song is called Wish You Were Here. And I actually watched her first episode today because I was like thinking about her start. She plays a character called Mia, who is in a band with Kevin Federline. It's discovered okay. by. I can see where this sound would jive well with his whole aesthetic, yeah. <laughs> who gets scouted by Peyton to get signed to her, her record label, her first signing after she comes back from LA. And they have Kate playing. She's a piano player, she writes really good pop music. She has a storyline that season and continues to be on the show on and off for the rest of the show. I really like this. There are two important things that I think really set the tone for how this A kind of kept the One Tree Hill era going and also like translated into like a very of the time statement. She was signed to MySpace Records in real life. Oh Lord. And one of her songs was used on So You Think You Can Dance. And so the combination of those two things and her being on the show meant that she actually did really well for a while. Wow, yeah. um, Which I love. But yeah, she was on MySpace Records. That was her her home base, which I love. I did not know they had a label. Um, So funny. She also does an incredible cover of Hallelujah that they use in the show once or twice. And... It's really, really great. Um, I believe that I was like a requirement record. of any recording contract during this era. I oh, think so 100%. too. Fair, but also "Hallelujah," the song is an OC song, anyways. Yes, the original version of it, I will <laughs> yes. say for sure. Um, All right. So next, next up, song we have Grubs. This is by an artist named Wiki Wiki, who played a character called Grubs in the later seasons. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. What? <laughs> Played a character called Grubs. And his name is? 
The artist's name is Wakey Wakey. Oh, oh. I'm not entirely sure what his real name is. I, I thought um, I can't. I thought he had an insane stage name. That's all. Okay. Wakey Wakey isn't not insane. It's not normal. Um, his name <laughs> is Michael Grubbs. Okay, great. So then oh, they just okay. called whatever that works. Yeah, they just called him his real name. Okay. Um, and the song is called Light Outside. I really like the song. He was another one where they kind of like utilized him as a character who played music, who played at the club, who was also like a real musician on hmm. the side. Was the, a bartender on the he show? He was the bartender, yeah. Um, I have seen you, him same. play at Brooklyn Bowl. <laughs> I saw him play at uh, Rockwood. And I oh, I've seen him play at Rockwood too! This was during CMJ and I went with one of, uh, like a guy I knew in radio who was also equally into One Tree Hill. And on stage, he was like, so I was on the show called One Tree Hill and there's like maybe 15 people in the room and me and the I think I was back. one of the 15, but I don't think I knew uh, you yet. I don't think, no, this would have been like 2011, so probably before we were friends. Yes! I love That's this. crazy. But I went, woo! And he stared right at me. <laughs> Very uncomfortable. Oh my God. So, Ramsey, I recently played you a Wakey Wakey song on the Regina Spectre episode. Yes, I remember this. Uh, I've also I, had yeah, a Wakey Wakey that... print in my apartment for a long time. If I'm um, not mistaken, I think we said that, that one was a bit more uh, Grey's Anatomy core. It yeah. verges on it. Verges. There's, and I feel like, I think we all know as a generality just how impactful Grey's Anatomy was in like a musical sure. sense. I don't feel like that's the case anymore because we're on season like 927. <laughs> yep. The other um, day I was on a plane and I, uh, the episode of Gilmore Girls wouldn't play. So I just put on a Grey's Anatomy episode. It seriously was like season 17. I don't even know who any of the characters <laughs> are. And I was like, this show is fucking crazy. That's all. It's um, but yeah, this I feel like this is a this is also one that like really does encapsulate it, you know. And like I said before, there's definitely some we could have done more of. I think Switchfoot is a borderline One Tree Hill OC kind of, yeah. you know. That's dare you to move kind of vibe. Yes, dare you to move. Yeah, I will say Heather. Um, on this playlist near the end, we have the cover of Heartbeats by Jose Gonzalez, uh, uh, which yes. is an incredible song and I think is very One Tree Hill. We'll vibes. put this whole playlist up in the show notes, too, because this yeah. playlist is double this double this. Wow. Line, yeah, we also probably could have made it way longer, to be honest with you. Yeah. So um, Ramsey, do you feel like this has given you a good concept of One Tree Hill core? Yes, I feel like this did give me a good understanding. I feel like maybe maybe this will undo everything I just said, but I feel like One Tree Hill Core and OC Core are similar, but just in East Coast, West Coast divide, where kinda one's more fall, one's more summer, but similar emotions run through each. Not bad. Yes, I would agree with that. I think I that is strongly, a good assessment. Strongly agree. Um... I really think that I think what I really have always appreciated about One Tree Hill is the showcasing of the music and what these characters were into and what this generation of like teens and then young adults watching this show were into. It was very much like a very popular show, but I feel like, 
you know, I graduated high school in 2006. I'm also from Long Island, so, like, maybe it's a little different. But, like, Taking Back Sunday, Brand New, The Starting Line, like, all these pop punk bands were, like, not super popular, but also not underground. And that was, like, that Mm. type of music that was happening on Wintry Hill. And then, you know, the Gavin DeGraws, the Ron Popes, the Matt Coonies, the Matt Nathansons, like, the how I think Howie Day's Divide was really big. Is that the name of that song? Did I just screw that up? Um, mm, I, think I know what you're talking about. I think that's what it is. Um, how it collide? I'm sorry. Oh, collide. Yes. Collide. But then it's also you know we did not talk. There was one we could have talked about, which is the Wreckers, which I do feel oh, is yes. distinctly like One Tree Hill, which is Michelle Branch had a side project that oh. was vaguely country. I think. One of the things maybe that listening to this and talking to you, Ramsey, I'm thinking is that there are definitely, definitely aspects of One Tree Hill that had more of like a country influence to them. Yeah, than I agree. Something you would hear on the OC. You were more inclined to hear something that had more of like a hip hop or like a more aggressive pop reference on the OC, where One Tree Hill was more acoustic guitar, borderline country, you know, sort of pop punk stuff. Yeah. Interesting. Can I propose a quick question to close the show out to see if I pass the test? Great. Can you name a song? And I will tell you which core it is to see if I get it right. Any song? Yeah. But there should be like a two Adam song. That is a mean choice, but what a choice. But I believe that that would be more. See, I think Blink on the whole is OC, but I think that song is One Tree Hill. Okay, what about Ooh, did... the first cut is The Deepest by Cheryl Crow? <laughs> Great uh, one. I don't think I know that song. Is that a cover of... You yes. don't know that song? I know the original. Is the first... But I... Hold on, wait a... Oh, I'm going to be really honest. This exact moment is when I found out the first cut is The Deepest by Cheryl Crow. It's a cover. <laughs> I can't think of who did it originally, but it, it is a cover, isn't it? It was, it was, it was, uh, yes. Cass Stevens. Yes, okay. It was, it was Yusuf Stevens. Wow, that's embarrassing. Um, I said that one specifically because the, the joke is that, uh, Cheryl Crow was on One Tree Hill oh. for no reason at all. Hanging out with Huey. Huey. I can't Just say It's true. Huey. 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 I think... Huey. Actually, Ramsey, um... As an artist, One Tree Hill or OC, Regina Spector. I think she's more Grey's Anatomy, but I'm going to say as an artist, she's probably... Oh, that's a tough one. But I'm going to go more OC. I think One Tree Hill. I think One Tree Hill. I almost went that way. I don't know. (laughs) Because I'm thinking about that. You know what I'm thinking about? I'm thinking about the ah, 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 mm-hmm. ah, 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 and how it would fit. Yeah. And I was thinking that was know. more like you know California what? sunny. I I think that there. I think we can expand on this conversation, and I think we I should. Think I think that's so. a great idea. Is there anything you'd like to plug before we go? Uh, just my love for yeah, Lucas Scott, <laughs> honestly. Just Fair. my true, my true love for it, and you know, just you guys. Thanks so much for having me back and having me ramble about something that I, you know. There's no reason I should know ninety percent of the information that I just rambled 
out of my head <laughs> with no reference to the internet. There's no reason, but someone's going to listen to this. But here we are. Here Absolutely. we are. And someone else is going to listen to this and either be like, wow, that's absolutely right, I knew that, or she was absolutely wrong, or what on earth is wrong with her? Um, so, you know, I just got strong opinions, y'all. I love it. <laughs> uh, thanks again. I really, this was great. You guys are great. And uh, I'm going to go marathon Wintry Hill after this, let's be honest. It's <laughs> Beautiful. Just, it's time to uh, go back, go back to the beginning, <laughs> as, as our friend Hillary Duff once said. It's true. Ramsey, where can people tweet their favorite episodes of One Tree Hill at you? Uh, at Ramsey ESS. Please use the full episode name and season and episode number. Heather, how about you? Perfect. <laughs> at Heather Shea, S-H-A-E. You can find everything we do at ifyou'relistening.com. That's where you can sign up for our Patreon or buy a t-shirt or all that fun stuff. I think that's it, though. Love Perfect. it. Perfect. Goodbye. Thanks again. Bye. Bye. Bye.